Welcome back to another episode of The Anxious Creative. It's Monday, which means we've got a brand new podcast, and I'm so excited that you're here. If we haven't met yet, my name's Don Bradley, and I love having you here with me. I love diving deep into what's holding us back, what's holding you back, how to get past that anxiety, that stress, and have you become the most wildly successful version of yourself that you know is in there. So welcome back to the podcast. If you didn't know, I have contests every month that I give, I give a contest. No, not even a contest. I draw a name from one person a month from the beginning of the month to win a special prize. I give away merch. I give away gift cards, so many things. And all you got to do to enter in is to leave a review. So if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast or if it's your first time, welcome, dive in, listen. But if you leave a review, you're automatically entered in to win each month. And so I'm really excited. You'll hear who the winner is this month at the end of this episode. But if you want to enter in, go ahead and leave a review and share this with a friend. But for now, friend, buckle up because today we're diving into how to grow a clientele even as an introvert, even if you're anxious and shy and you hate talking to people. So you're going to hear my personal story of how I overcame this and did this, and I know you're going to be inspired. So let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. I hated doing hair when I first started. School sucked. I wanted to get through it fast. I went in extra. When I got my job, first job, I was stuck washing bowls, sweeping floors, doing all the grunt work, and I hated it so much. And there were so many times that I considered quitting because I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I started getting, you know, my, my boss would let me take requests but for the first little while, I wasn't allowed to take walk-ins. I was still learning. I was still growing. And then slowly I was allowed to take walk-ins, but still it was so slow. And I remember the day, I, I don't remember the date actually, but I remember the day where I'm like, I'm so sick of coming to work for eight or nine hours, sweeping floors, washing bowls, trying to find something to do, hoping that I get booked. And then when someone would, when a new client would book or a walk-in would come being like, I don't want the anxiety of not knowing who it was. I hated it. And I remember really being kind of frustrated and annoyed. And then I had this light bulb moment of going, well, then do something about it, Don. And I decided right then and there that I was going to take wild responsibility for my career. And I remember the first time I handed out a business card to someone. I was in Sobeys grocery shopping. It was, it was right behind my apartment. And I knew I had to start getting comfortable talking to people and inviting them in because no one else was going to build my clientele for me. And I had my card in my hand and I was like, oh my gosh. And at that point, like it was just like a salon card that I'd written my name on. I didn't have personalized cards or anything. It was like an appointment card. And I just put my name on it and had the salon name. And I was like, hey, and like backstory, super shy, introverted, anxious person. I grew up in a small town. I always hid behind my mom's leg when people would say hi. I used to get, I remember like in grade one or two, maybe it was in grade three, I would get my mom to phone my friend's house to see if they could hang out. Like so much stress and anxiety over doing things that I didn't like, I did not like talking to other people. And so fast forward, I'm 18 years old and still struggling with this. I remember high school was, was so anxiety inducing. And so I was like, okay, okay. I got to, I'm going to ask this grocery clerk. I'd really like to do her hair. And I'm pretty sure I was just like, 
hey, I'm a hair stylist. And if you're ever looking for a hairstylist, like, here's my card. And like, totally flopped. Like, it came out so wrong. I just rambled. I was so nervous. It's just like, blah, blah, blah. I tried to get all the words out at once. And I probably looked like a fool. And that client, that person never booked in as a client. And it'd be easy to look at this situation and be like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Like, you should have just quit right there. But the reality is that without that moment, I don't, I wouldn't be where I am. Like with that exact moment, that was a pivotal, pivotal, that was a pivotal time in my career where I got to make a choice and the choice was all mine. It was all my responsibility. I could have gone, you suck, you suck, you sucked on. You're not cut out for this. You're shy. You're introverted. You're anxious. You're not, you're not someone who can do this. Don't. And I could have gone back to the salon and just waited around for the salon to build my clientele with walk-ins or residual people. It would have taken a long time. I probably would have quit and I probably would have gone and done something else. But I don't know what it was in me. Maybe it was just wild belief in myself and my dreams and what I was capable of. I knew there was an inner confident person inside me. There was someone that I needed to get out of me. I knew that I wasn't this person that I felt I'd been put in a box by others and myself by. I knew that I wanted to be outgoing, that I wanted to be heard, that I didn't want to be like labeled as shy, introverted, but that's what I was at the time. And I remember making the conscious decision of like, that really sucked. That was embarrassing. Go do it again. And I went and did it again and again and again. And I wish I could give you like an exact time frame. I don't know exactly. But all I know is that within two years of working in the salon, I was booked fully. And I was out earning my boss. I remember her and I like having like a friendly competition of who was bringing in the most revenue. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I was the most skilled and talented. Revenue and how fully booked you are does not correlate with how skilled and talented you are. And that's a big thing I see in the industry is people think they're above having to build and attract clientele. But I just took, I, I just started, it started to be a game. And I started to realize the odds that out of ten, every 10 people-ish that I invited in, maybe one or two would come in. And I, the more I did it, the more confident I got and the more better I got it, the more I learned, okay, oh, I said that weird that time. That person looked at me funny. That's embarrassing. But okay, like, don't say that next time. Or like, how could I start to believe in myself enough to get excited? And when I get excited and I invite someone else in, they come in more likely. When I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got to let you know that I love your hair and I'm a hairstylist. So like whoever's doing your hair, it's beautiful. And that would just start the conversation, starting with a compliment. It felt less weird because so many times I would get in my head of like, okay, here's my card. I'm a hairstylist. Come book in with me. And that's what we think it is about getting out there. And then for us awkward, introverted, anxious, ADHD people, it's like, that feels weird. Social interactions are weird. I make everything awkward. But learning to just like give someone a compliment, you make their day and it starts a conversation. And just start there. Don't try to pre-plan every single step of the conversation. I used to spiderweb into that, that completely. But I started to learn how to just start, start conversations. And then it became a game and a competition with myself. And instead of going, you suck, that was weird. You made a fool of yourself. That person gave you a funny look. I was like, hey, I like your hair. Like, and then sometimes people would be like, thanks. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to like leave that interaction. And sometimes it'd be like, oh my gosh, I just got it done. And I'm like, well, I'm a hairstylist and whoever did your hair, I'm just saying from my professional opinion, it's beautiful. And sometimes they'd be like, oh my goodness, my hairstylist is actually moving away and I'm going to miss them so much. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I didn't do this to try and get business, but here's my card, right? It opens up an opportunity and it's less weird and it's not requiring me to get like uber confident or boisterous or loud. And so I started to do this when I was just 
you know, I graduated from hair school when I was 18. I got my job when I was 18 still. I turned 19 a couple weeks after. And like I said, within two years, I was fully booked. It was awesome. And then at 21 years old, I moved overseas to England because I was like, I'm 21. I'm three years into my career. Lots of my friends are just graduating university now. Like I'm too young to be settling down. And I went and built a clientele over there. And then I came home for a summer and like brought some of my clients back. And then I went to Australia and I got a job, my dream job there being a lead colorist for Australian hairstylist of the year, which that is the most shameful way I've ever quit a job. I had so much anxiety. That's another podcast for another time. But I actually emailed and quit. I was so embarrassed. I felt I had so much imposter syndrome being 24 years old, getting my dream job, being a lead colorist in a boutique salon in downtown Sydney, Australia. I felt like there had been a mistake that there was no way that I was allowed to be living out my dream. So I sabotaged it completely and had so much, I didn't know what anxiety was then, but I was having full on anxiety panic attacks every night. Story for another time. Came back home, rebuilt my clientele. In 2010, I went self-employed. I left the salon. A lot of my clients followed me, but I still continued to invite new people in. And I want to tell you that it is not that I have like had this wild, drastic change of personality, that it is easy for me to show up and talk to strangers. No, but it takes practice. And when I get out of practice, like when I went out on my own, I'd been out of practice for a few years because I came back from being an Australian in 2007. And so it was three years later that I had to start inviting new people in. And I was like, oh, I'm out of practice. It's like when you haven't worked out for a while. Actually today, my calves are so sore because I haven't actually ran for a really long time. And I've gone, I've ran on my treadmill for the past two days in a row. And I'm like, I can barely walk down the stairs. My calves are so sore, right? Your body, your brain, your emotions, your instincts have to get back into the habit of it. So no, it's going to be uncomfortable. And there's a difference. Actually, when I was on my Peloton last night, they were talking about the difference between pain and suffering. Pain is temporary. Sometimes we have to go through a little bit of pain or discomfort, I like to call it. And so in 2010, I got uncomfortable again and I started doing these things that I'd done before because I knew they had worked. And then in 2014, I packed up my whole salon and my house, sold my house, got in the car with my dog, Leroy, and moved to Calgary, a six-hour drive away in a new province and started from scratch knowing no one. And I didn't even know, I was like thinking I'd go rent a chair somewhere or go be an employee, but I'm like, I'm just going to piss off someone when I go be an employee for a year. And then I go out on my own own after that because I knew my ultimate goal. And then after moving here, I was like, I'm just going to ask my landlord if I can set up a shop in my basement temporarily because until I can find a space. So that wasn't my plan. I didn't even know when I got here, like 31 years old, moved to a new province in Canada, a new city with zero plan and no idea, but I was like, I'll figure it out. What's life without some adventure? And then within, I think it was within a week, I decided, okay, my landlord gave me permission to plumb in the sink in the basement. I didn't like the house I was living in. I didn't feel like it was super professional looking. I was in the deep Southwest in the suburbs, but I knew the quality of work that I could produce and I knew the experience I could give people. So I didn't factor in my location or that I was in a basement into my prices and I didn't let it factor into how I promoted myself. And even before I moved here, side note, I was on Instagram going, you know, this is in 2014. I had three months that I knew I was moving here and I started posting saying, hey, hashtag YYC, hashtag Calgary ladies. I'm so excited to be doing your hair. I didn't know where I was going to work. I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but I started promoting myself and I started talking about it. And I'm not like, I want you to know, I'm not naturally confident or extroverted, It was just about showing people what I could help them with. I have a deep desire to help people feel and know their worth. 
And in a therapy session once, my therapist said, do you think the reason why you want others to know and feel their worth so much is because you've struggled with your own? And I was like, oh, yes, it's true. And so I stopped focusing on how to get myself booked and started focusing on how to help people that I would love to have as clients know and feel their worth and letting them know what I had to offer and how I could help them and how I could make their day. And then when I got here and I decided a weekend, okay, I'm just going to work from my basement. I didn't let that deter me from how I talked about it and how I shared about the experience. And if you're looking for something different, if you want someone who actually listens to you, if you're ready for a more natural look, come see me, shoot me a DM. And I have to tell you this shy, introverted, small town gal in a new city at 31 years old where I knew no one and had no network by myself on my own accord, took wild responsibility of my situation, got tenacious, gritty, and scrappy, put my all in, and within 12 weeks was fully booked. And so I want you to know that if you're saying, well, I don't have what it takes, or I'm too shy, or I'm too introverted, or that's great, that worked for you, Don, in 2014, but that's not going to work for me in 2022 or 2023, it won't if you're thinking that right now. Get out of your own freaking way and stop using these excuses because the excuses will create truth. They will come true. I want you to know that. And this is a little tough love what's on on this episode because we hold it. And, and I'm saying, I want you to know that when I say these things, I'm saying them to myself just, just as much. I still come up with the excuses. My lifelong excuses come up all the freaking time. I don't want you to ever think that I've gotten to a place of arrival where I don't struggle with these things. The things that I am so passionate about helping you get through is because I've maybe gone through it once, but I still continue to go through it. And I am, you are actually helping keep me accountable to my goals and dreams. And I want to help keep you accountable. And I want to push you forward. I want to motivate you. I want to inspire you. And I want to show you what's possible. But know that my work is not done. It is far from done. And you actually being here on the podcast, watching this, listening to this, wherever you are, whenever you send me a DM on Instagram, when you tag me in your stories, I want you to know that that motivates me to keep going and you help keep me accountable on my journey. And we're a team. I want you to know that I'm right alongside you in this, that I continue to choose to take wild responsibility over my life, even though speed bumps, roadblocks, detours come up situations that aren't my fault, that are other people's fault, happen to me, that hold me up, that stop me, that throw me off track. And yet I continue to take responsibility of my life and my future. Yes, I've been labeled as shy, introverted, awkward, anxious, labeled with ADHD, diagnosed with ADHD, depression. But I'm not going to let those labels dictate how I live out my life, how I promote myself, and how I continue to do business. The coolest thing ever is when I actually got diagnosed with ADHD in May of 2021. 2021? Yeah. It was like a hard pill to swallow. It felt like there was some another thing that was wrong with me. I know that's not true, but that's what it felt like. And yet being open and vulnerable about it, and this is something that I've been talking about all last week, was about how vulnerability in our businesses can actually help us create more trust and respect with our clients. I started to share about getting diagnosed with ADHD and I've connected with you and I've been able to connect with so many others because of it. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. So know that being open, being real, being you, letting these things that maybe, and I don't love labels, but letting these labels that maybe others have put on you or you've been diagnosed with, or you've put on yourself, let them work for you instead of against you. 
Don't let them box you in. Let them set you free to be yourself, to be who you are. Because the moment that I just started to let myself be, things got easier. I mean, there's the other side of like, there was hard things that happened as well, right? Getting out from behind the mask that I was wearing had some pushback from people close to me because they only knew me as the person I had pretended to be for a long time. Or when you've been labeled as shy and introverted and all of a sudden you get loud, people go, whoa, look at you. Uh, Dawn, good for you. I just remember shy little Dawn. And it's like, stop. It's hard because you just want people to just like, don't, don't, don't bring it up. Don't remind me. Don't put me back in there. Don't say how impressive it is. Just say you're proud and impressed with who I am now. Don't compare me to who I was. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I just want you to know that feeling boxed in by others or by ourselves is hard. And sometimes we box ourselves in or we use excuses to keep us safe because the world has been a risky place for us to live in. We've been in situations and scenarios that the reaction, the response was unpredictable and we want to avoid it at all costs. And so we want to control and stay safe. But I want you to know that the world is still safe if you just straddle your comfort zone. And you're going to fail. And you're going to be on the receiving end of other people's mistakes and other people's actions against you. The reality is, is there's not going to come a time where like building a clientele or taking risks in business or doing something is going to, there's not going to become a time where you arrive and you're absolved from ever having to go through hardship. The magic is realizing that, I mean, you're going to get rejected. And as someone who, you know, there's like rejection sensitivity dysmorphia, it's true. Perceived rejection. I like, I was reading up more about it and I'm like, that's why like perceived rejection is even hard. But like actual rejection when someone says, oh, like, thanks, but I'm not looking for a new hairstylist. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I'm awful. They, They don't want to see me. They just are trying to be nice. Right? Like it's like a real thing. And I like understand it now. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It's hard. But coming to terms with the fact that people are going to say no thank you and you got to play the odds and you're probably going to get more no thank yous than you're going to get sure and start to make friends with that instead of it being your enemy. Start to lean in. Okay, this is not them rejecting me. This is them saying no thank you. That's really uncomfortable. I have a really hard time with this. Let me try again. Let me try again. Oh man, I went to go do that thing. But then I got distracted or I procrastinated. planned. I'm such a loser. I'm such an idiot. I can't seem to get out of my own way. I didn't even get out the door today. And I told myself I was going to do all these things. Stop being so hard on yourself. You're keeping yourself trapped. Stop beating yourself up. Take the labels off you. Have kindness, compassion, and empathy for yourself. Knowing that getting started is the hardest part often. Once the ball's rolling, getting started is hard. And if you need to psych yourself out, Say, oh, I'm going to treat myself to a coffee today down the street because then that gets you out of your house and then go do the thing. Sometimes we've got to trick our brains into doing it and it's hard. But I want you to know that even if you're shy, introverted from a small town, the odds are against you, you've been dealt a shitty hand. I don't want you to let that be the reason. I know there are are circumstances outside ourselves that play in. Absolutely. And I don't want to negate that. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't want to to say that those don't exist. But I want you to start thinking of like, what if I did? What if this didn't hold me back? What if this was my superpower? 
and start to see how you show up differently. Because if this shy, introverted, anxious gal from a small town could move to a new city where she knew no one and had no help and within 12 weeks could be fully booked, you 110% can do better than that. Because I'm just me. And I constantly think, I, I don't celebrate my successes because oftentimes I think, well, if I'm able to do this, then anyone can. And man, I, I kind of like half-assed it. So if I'm able to do that, then man, people are going to do way better. And that's what my wish for you. I want you to do better than me. I want you to surpass me. And I, want, I will be there cheering you on. So if you want to learn how to grow your clientele, I have a free resource or my client attraction playbook. It's a PDF. It's completely free. Or if you want to dive in even more, I have the client building bundle. You can check out those links in the description below. I think the client attraction playbook is dombrelly.com slash playbook. And that's free and it's just a PDF. Or if you want to dive deeper into actual like tangible lessons, check out the client building bundle. It's super affordable donbradley.com slash clients. All right, friends, I am on a six week series helping you get past your fear, get out of your own way and build the business of your dreams and that you know you deserve letting that inner confident person come out. So make sure you tune in here each and every Monday, as well as on Instagram live every morning at 8 a.m. I am going live answering your questions. I can't wait to see you there. You were made for big things. Know that, trust that, believe that, and go after it. Stay weird, friend. See you next week. You know I wouldn't leave me hanging with the winner of this week's contest. Why do we keep calling it a contest? It's not really a contest. Draw <laughs> for the review. So this month's winner, some awesome merch. You're going to get a notebook and stickers from the DB Merch Store. If you want to go check out what we've got available, you can go to dombrelly.com and check out the merch store. But this week's review is from R9362. It says, as an anxious creative myself, I love listening to this podcast. I'm not a hairstylist, but I still find the topics covered super relatable. Listening to Dawn feels like I'm talking with a close friend. Her candor and personality are very inviting and friendly. I also like that the episodes aren't too long, i.e. ADHD friendly. Would definitely recommend. R9362, go ahead and shoot us an email at hello at dombradley.com to claim your prize. I can't wait for you to win next month's prize. And all you got to do is leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, really these prizes and things are just to make things fun because you sharing this podcast, sharing a review, giving it to a friend or family member to listen to, putting it on your Instagram stories, talking about it on TikTok, whatever, really helps bring this message to more people. And I am so thankful for you coming alongside me and helping spread this word so that we can do better, be better, and live better lives together. All right, friend. But until next time, stay weird. <laughs>